Hello, everybody. This is the It Depends SEO podcast. I am Jay, as usual. I've got a new host with us today. Lindsay is out sick or something. So I want to say hello to Rachel. Say hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Oh, wait, no. Hi, everyone. <laughs> How are you doing, Rachel? I'm doing well. How are you, Jay? Pretty good. Uh, so Rachel is normally in the land of PPC. So I want to say thanks for coming over to the evil side of SEO, or maybe maybe you're on the evil side. There's got to be an evil side in this either way. Thanks for helping out today and joining in. Uh, so we're going to talk about what Google's NavBoost algorithm, I guess. That's what I hear. And I'm really excited to learn more about what's going on in Google land with NavBoost. All right, cool. Well, let's get into it. Where should we start? Well, uh, let's go ahead and get the background. So what is NavBoost and how do we even learn about it? Sure. So this is, if you follow a lot of the SEO news, this has probably popped up on your radar recently, uh, recently being we're recording this in December of 2023. That's probably important. And Google is going through some antitrust trial in the US and part of the the discovery or deposition process. I forget all the legal terminology. Either way, someone from Google is talking to Congress and in going through how their systems work and stuff like that, they brought up the idea of NavBoost being a core algorithm, one that's been around since 2005 and it is trained on user signals, which they define and I think it's pretty easy to interpret, largely means what are people clicking on when they search for stuff and see a Google result page. So it's this algorithm that impacts rankings once stuff gets clicks and it looks at apparently the last 13 months of activity on, on whatever that search is. Gotcha. Okay, so sometimes NavBoost is referred to as glue, right? So what about slices and glue and how do any of those things fit in? Yeah, this came up in the, the talks with Congress. And so slices are apparently like features of NavBoost. So if you think of searching for pizza near me and the things that Google is going to rank for that search, if you're in the Milwaukee area like I am, you'd probably want to see local pizza places and whatever's more popular is going to get impacted by NavBoost more. If you're on the other side of the planet, Milwaukee pizza restaurants aren't going to be very useful to you. So slices are like these, these individual characteristics of a query based on like location device type. And there might be more, we could probably guess at what some of those might be. That's, that was the examples they gave. And then glue is, is kind of funny because they say at one point that NavBoost is also referred to as glue, but glue is also different than NavBoost in that it sounds like NavBoost just looks at clicks and glue is looking at more user data and it's also incorporating stuff other than just the traditional search results, so SERP features and things like that. So it's looking at scroll behavior, hovering, you know, mouse over, stuff like that. And, and that factors in as well. So I guess you could probably interpret like people also ask that doesn't necessarily lead to a click. 
you're you're clicking to expanding, but maybe not going to a website, and that kind of behavior factors in with, I guess, the glue part of NavBoost. All right. Okay. Well, my head's already spinning, uh, but let's let's go ahead and dive in deeper, I guess, uh, because there's some controversy about the idea of clicks impacting rankings, right? Yeah. If you look at uh, any article or social media post prior to October, November of this year, you're very likely to find people in the SEO world that are, are uh, very firm in their belief that clicks and user behavior do not impact rankings whatsoever. I can think of a couple, I won't name names, but some much more prominent SEO folks than I that will actually like go looking for anyone posting on like LinkedIn or Twitter about clicks being a ranking factor and then just get in their mentions yelling at them about how this isn't true. So the the big thing is like Google has denied that this is the case. Uh, and it's probably some really funny language on Google's part where it's like, we don't look at bounce rate, for example, because, you know, they're not looking at your web analytics, but what you click on, and if you go back to the search results and click on something else, that's effectively bounce rate and they're measuring that and using it for rankings. So, you know, you can argue over the words and, and whatever, but either way, Google has denied this. And a lot of folks in the SEO world have said, well, Google denies it. We can't prove it's true. So it must not be true. There, there's some stuff over the years, like, uh, Rand Fishkin, who I think it was called SEO Moz at the time, but either way, formerly of Moz, they, he, did an article in like Whiteboard Friday about a big study where they did tests on click-through rate and said that it does impact rankings. This was back in 2015. Uh, I think the tricky part about all this is, you know, Google said that they look at 13 months of data. So you can imagine some clever SEOs trying to really influence this by having bots click on a bunch of search results. But if that's over a short period of time, you've got like this additional history factored in, then it's it's going to be harder to influence rankings based on just like a short burst of clicks over a couple of days. Gotcha. Okay. So if this is such a major algorithm, how has this not been talked about before? Yeah, this part is kind of funny because as I was digging into it, so like one, I've I've definitely heard lots of people claim that clicks and user behavior impact rankings. And it's just, you know, some folks say it doesn't, some folks say it does. It's kind of hard to tell, but like nav boost specifically, if you dig in, uh, you can find mentions to this well before this, this latest antitrust hearing. So one was in 2019, there was some pretty famous Google leaks from a, a insider this was dealing with like political stuff and how they were responding to fake news and controversies and kind of like urgent stuff. How, how Google is like an event happened, maybe something tragic. How do we adjust our search results in almost real time? But if you dig into the documents that were leaked, there was stuff about NavBoost and how um, they were using NavBoost to kind of detect, you know, this, this might be a current event where we need to prioritize what we're ranking and historical information doesn't matter. You know, like if, 
if something terrible happened in San Francisco, you know, and people are searching for San Francisco and just trying to figure out what it is, like clicks on a news article about whatever was unfolding are going to be weighed more heavily in the moment because of a current event, that sort of thing. Uh, but even further back, if you dig into, uh, there was a 2012 FTC case against Google, and I'm just going to pull out a quote from like the FTC summary. Uh, so the, in their documents, it says, in addition, click data, the website links on which a user actually clicks is important for evaluating the quality of search result page. As Google former chief search quality, chief of search quality, I think that is, Udi Manber, and I apologize, I probably got your name wrong, uh, but Udi testified, the ranking itself is affected by click data. If we discover that for a particular query, hypothetically 80% of people click on result number two and only 10% click on result number one. After a while, we figure that out. Well, probably result number two is the one people want, so we'll switch it. So in like the footnotes of that where the FTC was like digging for deeper information stuff, they actually mentioned NavBoost by name back in 2012. This was like a popular case summary that you can find PDFs of in a lot of places, but the actual like Google is measuring and changing rank that kind of just got lost in the shuffle. And it's, I couldn't find people talking about it other than the like one-off really obscure forum comment or something like that, that didn't get much attention. Well, little did we know, we just had to look at the footnotes of all these like trial documents to, to find it, right? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And, and I guess the, the one thing I'll say is like, maybe the SEO community, at least the folks that are on team clicks don't matter. Uh, maybe they just assume that this could have been a thing back in the early days and now Google's much smarter and, and doesn't use this stuff and kind of put that algorithm out of commission. Um, but yeah, back in that 2012 case, they actually, there's mention that Google disabled NavBoost on a wide scale ex experiment and they saw the quality of search results drop significantly. So, wow. you know, this was more than 10 years ago, but, you know, this was Google admitting that this was really important for the quality of search results. Wow. Okay. So, how can SEOs use the NavBoost signals to improve rankings? Yeah, the important stuff. So we, we know this exists, now what? And I mentioned, you know, there's this long look back window, 13 months. So you, I guess you probably could come up with ways to influence that over time if you want to be spammy. But we, we usually try and focus on things that, you know, won't get you in trouble. So one is your brand can definitely be powerful. So if you have a brand that people recognize for like a generic query of a, a product or service or whatever it may be, they recognize your name. Even if you don't rank number one, that might get you some additional clicks. So I think that's, uh, you know, on, on your side, Rachel, good for brand advertising, awareness building, prospecting campaigns, all of those things like do do more display, get more money to Google. <laughs> but, you know, probably looking at when we increase our, our brand awareness type advertising, what do we see in terms of organic click-through rate, uh, brand search volume, all that stuff. Hopefully there's some positive correlation there. I know I've seen that stuff in the past with large-scale display campaigns, TV campaigns, that kind of stuff. 
So I think that's one thing, just building your brand name is important. It's always been important. Here's just another reason why. Uh, I think working on your titles and descriptions is, is a big deal, uh, especially like experienced SEOs. We like to just pretend that meta descriptions don't even exist. But if you can use them to increase click-through rate, then you can get improved rankings over time. So doing wide-scale testing with like calls to action and including different search terms, testing out which terms you're including, and building like a list of best practices. You know, I think a, a lot of folks have guidelines for just general copywriting and brand tone and that sort of thing. But doing that for titles and descriptions of what works and what doesn't, probably a good practice to build. Uh, next thing you can do is just look at past results. So Google Search Console is going to be your friend here and say like, of the keywords where we rank in the top five or so, which ones have better than average click-through rates? And is that something where you can focus on improving those keywords even more, rank higher and get even just more positive results feeding back? Or can you do something with like evaluating what it is about those pages, like the title and description compared to the query or just how your service offering is presented in search results. Just just something to like try and replicate that. But look for those those terms where your click-through rate is, is beating just your overall average based on where you rank. I think that's that's a good thing to dig into and, and see what you can do. And then this is always a best practice, but don't just like blindly trust what Google says. Like even even just not trying to be cynical, like Google's trying to make money. They're trying to protect their trade secrets. So if they say like, oh, this thing is not a ranking factor, but we have evidence that it is, I mean, go with the evidence, go with your gut. Always, always a good call. <laughs> yeah. Um, you see plenty of this on the advertising side. There's there's a lot of things that, uh, I mean, we we love our advertising partner at Google. They're They're great. Don't... Don't stop helping us, Google. But yeah, they, right. they, they <laughs> you know, they've been known to push some things that maybe are good for spending more ad dollars and not necessarily good for getting clients more revenue or customers. Yeah, for sure. So I think that's it. I mean, NavBoost, we have like testimony under oath. It is a thing. Clicks matter for rankings. They have for a long time. This is not something new. You know, it's it's evolved over the years, apparently, but this has been uh, an important algorithm for almost 20 years at this point. Google has em emphasized over the years that this is one of their more important algorithms. So, you know, we talk about like they rolled out core web vitals and how much you need to panic over that and maybe a little bit, but. I think we've seen that it's it's not like the most important thing in the world in terms of your actual rankings. But I don't know. I'm not going to put a guess out that this is like top three or something in, in terms of ranking factors, but it seems like it's up there. And it seems like there's some, you know, tests that folks in the SEO community have done that support that. And we just kind of largely minimized the importance of those tests. So... NavBoost is, is uh, I don't know, it's not here. It's been here. It's a thing. So focus on 
what you can do to increase click-through rate and you know maybe maybe don't get so aggressive about claiming that certain things are or are not ranking factors there you go <laughs> all right let's wrap it up i don't if you're listening to these things as they come out i don't know if we're going to get another podcast in before the holidays come so rachel i'll talk to you but happy holidays and happy, happy holidays, holidays everyone Jay. else <laughs> thanks for filling in again we'll talk to you all soon <laughs>